0: This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale.
1: Bacon Sale is our show. It's the show, a pop culture podcast, as you know. Ken, Joel, and Jacob, they fight a lot. They talk and they try to not offend and annoy each of you.
0: <laughs> well done. Yay. Yay. Yay! And the crowd goes lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joel did another song. At least it wasn't me this time. I think everyone's happy when I'm not singing. I don't know. When you hit
1: that note on episode 74 Soundtrack and Feels...
0: Uh, that note was like two seconds long, too. It was very well That done. one note. Your gift was our song. <laughs> Wait. Your gift was... Our we, gift was your we, song. We don't talk about Moulin Rouge anymore. That's in the past. What? Yeah, it's in the past. I, I already saw it. Every day, every day it. I talk about it. I know. Welcome to Big Summer, I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Do we want to thank people for last week? I was just debating that. I don't want to thank you... <laughs> Why not me? Look, you were so happy about last week's show. You reveled in last week's show because did a bit. what did it do? It brought all the hate back on me. It did. And <laughs> except, it's true. except for hmm. those
1: of you who didn't notice, my
0: own wife. <gasps> turned, yeah, turned ratatouille. Me
1: on Facebook and said up and ratatouille were boring and uh, we, yeah. we've had words.
0: I think she is wonderful. <laughs> we had words. <laughs> we had words.
1: And she's like, I just needed to say it. It's so boring. And I'm like,
0: uh, how dare you? She is truly your better half. So when will she be on the show? Uh, she said she'd never come on. Taking your place. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be great.
1: Uh, the Women of Bacon sale.
0: We no. need a girl on the show. Yeah. Might as well have your wife. Just talk in a higher pitch. I still like the mom idea where we just have all of our moms come on and do the show once. That would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Next Mother's Day. We should totally do that. And have them talk about whatever
0: moms talk about. I don't know. My <laughs> mom likes to quilt. Everyone will be pretty confused, though. My mom likes to talk. Yeah? Yeah, your mom could lead it. Yeah, and what about your mom? I. What does she like? Uh... Not talkative, really. Actually, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's going to so, be a good yeah. show. It's, it's Exactly <laughs> the show. <laughs> the same thing. You like to quilt. I like to talk a lot. And no, my Jake mom. My mom likes, likes to, quips
1: and, and. Oh yeah, yeah. Pushes boundaries sometimes, but yeah, yeah. barely. There yeah. we go. She keeps it family just,
0: just like you. So just Jacob, like me. what are we talking about today? Today is soundtrack and feels part two. The soundtrackine. <laughs> is this that time, what we're calling it? It's personal. Maybe. <laughs>
1: Yes, if you listen to episode 74, uh, Soundtrack and Feels, back in September of last year, we talked about some of our favorite soundtracks and scores. And Kent had so many categories he wanted to get through. A lot. We only got through about 21 last time. Listener, only if you, twenty-one. if you like this
0: show half as much as these two guys like talking about it, you <laughs>
1: will love this show. People are passionate about soundtracks. I brought it up in a meeting today, uh, just as kind of passing. Hey, we're talking about favorite soundtracks. What are some of your favorite soundtracks? We talked for a half hour about soundtracks. And they were just throwing out ones that I hadn't even thought of. In fact, one of them they brought up, I went, I need to put that on my list and I had to kick something else off. Oh, really? Because the way it works is that we have a series of categories, which came from mostly Ken's mind. So if you don't like them, it's his fault. (laughs) What? We both like the show. We do. We both like my mind. Where is your mind?
0: (laughs) (sighs) My feet in the clouds.
1: But we have these categories. uh, Like last time, it was uh, best John Williams score and song and score that made you want to dance and...
0: Uh, soundtrack of the nineties, and you stuff actually like did
1: dance too. I did dance last time.
0: Yeah, so I remember when we did this show, we were like, eh, "Hopefully that was good," but I really think it was a great episode from last year. Maybe I really enjoyed it, tier two or above. It was one of our <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to another tier two show, a sequel to a <laughs> tier two show. It was one of our
1: first ventures into uh, extreme audio editing. Yes, shall we say, that's extreme,
0: true. extreme audio editing. So we're gonna try this again, and the rules are, and I, I'm gonna blame Joel for this one. Okay. Because I think you and I, we both have favorites we of do. all these categories. But the problem is, a lot of our favorites are not going to show up because we cannot duplicate anything that was played in the last episode. That Whether was it was one. Joel's choice or my choice. We we ruled out both choices just so Kent won't give every award to Fight Club and I won't give every award to Slumdog Millionaire. Right. So we and so heard, like I can't even use Fellowship of the Ring or Return of the King. I could only use something from Two Towers. If you were going to anything. which you probably will, because let's face it, he loves Lord of the Rings. He will yes, I do. more than life itself. More than life itself. That's what you told me. I don't really value life very much. So that's what Sorry, you told me. Two, Two Towers. Me. You said, "Hey, let
1: me give you fifty dollars after we record this episode." And I love Two Towers more than life itself. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> that's I'll pay how I heard up. it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Money bags done. So we're we're going to be going with things that may not be our first choices, but man, we think they're great choices. And for the most part, I
1: didn't have to duplicate. There was only one or two where I went, I can't pick this, so mm. I had to pick something else.
0: Right. So, so here we Jake, go. you're going to read us off our categories, and yep. we are going to be to try to play the music and see what happens. Ooh, it's going to be very la musical. La All right, guys, are you ready for the first category? No. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Now, I now am. he is. Yes. Now he is. Best revenge music. Revenge music. Yeah, revenge music. Kent, it's your show. I We're starting off first. with violence. Is it cheating if I don't use a movie? That's my question. Uh, um, yes. These are film scores. What film if, soundtracks. What if TV now is the same quality as no, movies? No, that's a whole other show. Remember how you cheated on something else? So I did compilations. Yeah, compilations. It was a big time cheat. I, I listened to the show.
1: Hey, guys, uh, does it count if I choose music that I made in my basement?
0: <laughs> I wish I wrote this in my basement. You're opening with TV? Yeah. It better be good. It is good. <laughs> it this be is good. the song that inspires revenge. And who are you? The proud lord? Oh. This is the reigns of Am I gonna get stabbed? So I don't know, Joel. <laughs> Am I gonna get stabbed right now? Are you gonna get stabbed? What is this? The Reigns of Castamere. It is called The Reigns of Castamere. This is from Game of Thrones. And this is why I, I guess say that part. this is kind of a cheat. It is a cheat, but as far as quality goes, Game of Thrones is pretty movie quality. Yes, and that and that's really, like, they put so much money into the show. It's $10 million per episode. The episode this comes from is episode 9 oh, of season 3. Oh, under the hanging tree. <laughs> no, and then turn that into a pop song. Do you uh, remember when that became a song, like a pop song? Yeah. Ugh. When I'm gone,
1: when I'm gone, <laughs> you're going to miss me in the hanging tree when I'm gone. Cups, cups, cups. <laughs>
0: I think we have our new closing track Cups, (laughs) cups, cups cups, So Jake you've never seen this You've never seen this episode And you can't really talk about it without spoiling something pretty major in the show All I'm saying is that there is an event called the Red Wedding And that is where the song is played If you hear that song things are not going to go well It's played a few times The lyrics are actually taken from the book And then the creators of the show had someone score it for them Mm. And this song is so It's doom and gloom And you hear this playing, you know, things are about to go down. And yes, it's for revenge. Like, revenge is actually done, but not in the way you'd want it to be done. And then it inspires you to get revenge as much as you can. And the lyrics are really dark. Basically, don't mess with the Lannisters, even if you think they're down. No, they always pay their debts. All right, my turn? Go for it. Let's hear it. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Sounds really inspiring. This it one is in sound, particular. It doesn't sound revenge-y.
1: This one in particular. I don't know it. This is uh, the song is called Flying Home. Oh. And it's from Kick
0: Arse. <laughs> 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 I love when you have to talk <laughs> about that movie on this show.
1: <laughs> this movie is nothing but a revenge tale. Like this whole thing is just, you know, him getting out there and beating people up and Hit Girl and Big Daddy and that whole thing and this there is a compilation album which features We Are Young by Mika it's a fantastic song but I prefer the score to be honest so there you go point for you on that side Ken. okay nice nice um, it's by John Murphy and Henry Jackman and I there's Flying Home is probably my favorite track it's only like a minute 49 long minute 49 it's not enough. Like, this song inspires me and makes me want to just, you know, it gets me pumped up. But, like, pumped up
0: just to kick butt?
1: I mean, like, this is yes. a revenge song. It is. And the entire soundtrack, if you listen to it, there are a bunch of songs in there that have that kind of feel. But this was my favorite on the soundtrack. But the whole thing is really good. Uh, they have uh, Flying Home. They have Strobe, which is Adiago in D minor. Or oh, G okay. minor, as you say. Indeed. Uh, Big Daddy Kills and Big Daddy Dies. Like these, uh, But usually when I listen to this, I pull up the, like... 10 hour version or 10 minute version on YouTube and just listen to it. Never do
0: a 10 hour version of anything. No, never do. Ten, you you listen to making bacon pancakes. bacon pancakes. I was
1: going to say that. Yeah. I love that one. But yes this is probably one of my favorite ones out there and it's the feel of the whole soundtrack just really kind of inspires that I want to beat someone up. I want to be a superhero or a supervillain depending on which side you go on.
0: This show is off to a really dark start. It, it is. is. Well revenge. Dark start. Alright best score or should I say best score soundtrack for a movie you've never seen. Here we go yes <laughs> I know this one what is this you know this one yeah what's it from can you say what it's from uh, I've, I've listened to this one a ton but I don't know if I' been well, thing about I this associated with the, with the movie what with is the, this? the
1: name of the song is Lux Eterna, mm-hmm. uh, and it is found in so many movie trailers now and they've remastered it right. with like a full orchestra and a choir for for Lord of the Rings which was awesome right and possibly my favorite version. But this is actually Clint Mansell, the Clint composer, and the movie is *Requiem for a Dream*. Oh, right, which is about drug abuse. It is, and I've never seen it. But this song in particular—don't ever watch it. <laughs> it's got, but it's got Jennifer Connolly in it.
0: Don't ever watch it. <laughs> Everyone who's seen the movie is like, please, Joel. It will ruin Jennifer Connolly for you. Oh, no, it will. I'm sad now. It, but it it may make you like Marlon Waynes a little bit more. Uh, is he one of the Wayne's brothers? (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) Um, Surprise.
1: But this, this whole soundtrack, I actually did listen to it today and it's so bizarre just how it, there's this leitmotif, this theme plays throughout the entire soundtrack. Right. But then also they have these weird like conga songs in there and there's some dissonant uh, peppy songs, which are really weird, but it's a very, very intriguing soundtrack Oh, it, it's phenomenal, and it made me want to watch the movie. But now you're saying I shouldn't.
0: So. You only if you really want to try drugs. What was like, the other drug movie that you said he shouldn't watch? that he loved Train Spotting. Train Spotting. See Train Spotting. Oh no, you may like, re- but Train really is a little like more tongue in cheek
1: and happy. And I, have actually read the story of Requiem for a Dream. I know the story,
0: and it. Does I, I will say the Requiem for a Dream does not have that baby nightmare. Oh, that's good. in in Train Spotting, which that's was terrifying. one of the scariest things that's I've terrifying. ever seen. But, oh, man, that movie messed me up. In fact, I think it, that movie maybe should be shown in every junior high because no one would ever take a single drug after watching <laughs> that movie. Probably it's not. It's the best dare campaign ever. Yeah,
1: that's what they should do. Bring that into elementary schools.
0: A very, very well, rated R movie. Who and Jennifer <laughs>
1: Connelly for everyone? All right, Ken, go for it. Your best soundtrack for a movie you've never seen, which should be interesting because you've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, how are you
0: going to do this? A lot of movies, but I've never seen this one. sound familiar do you even like this soundtrack though this, listen to the song it's fantastic and, and the oh. soundtrack is really good do you know it yeah yeah it sounds it's familiar, inception. actually it's, oh right no interstellar yeah. interstellar, 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 interstellar that's right yeah. glory uh i'm getting i'm getting like patriotic vibes from it is I, it Pandit brothers you're going with tv again i have a confession make i've never seen interstellar or inception so I it. it's a combination i knew it. it's a compilation album of han Zimmer. i knew it No, but listen to this. Doesn't this sound just like... Yeah, it's good. There's so much going. It's so moving. This one is from a Gerard Depardieu movie. Ah, My Father the Hero. (laughs) (laughs) It's green card. I knew it. (laughs) No, it's not green card. It's called 1492. 1492, a Columbus movie? Conquest of Paradise, yes. And it stars Gerard Depardieu and Sigourney Weaver, directed by Ridley Scott, actually. I've never even heard of this movie. Yeah, it came out in 1992. I've heard of 1942. It didn't do great. It, it didn't do great
1: at all. I've heard of 1942, but not... No, no was 1941. Oh, yeah, right.
0: 1941, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one is composed Ruin my by, joke, you jerk. Right. Vangelis composes. Do you guys know what, el- what else Vangelis composed? I don't know, but I'm very jealous of that. Vangelis, it's uh, Blade Runner and Chariots of Fire.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, Vangelis.
0: Yeah. I it. never knew how to pronounce oh, that. Oh, now Vangelis. No, I never
1: knew how to pronounce that when I see it next
0: to Chariots of Fire. I'm like, Vangelis. Right. Who, who even knows? But you know, it's actually a great score. I'll probably still never watch the movie. But I listen to it like sometimes a word that will just come up. That's, I'm not the biggest Gerard Depardieu fan. What? Well, he is one <laughs> of the best. Everyone loves Gerard Depardieu. It's more fun to say his name than to watch his right? movies. Depardieu. Hey, okay.
1: My father, the hero, is one of the most greatest movies ever.
0: You just like it because it has Catherine Hagel in it. That turned into Antonio Banderas at the end there. <laughs> yes, it did. Okay. Just any Spaniard is fine. <laughs> is it? All right. So our next one. Is the oh best villain? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you over, Jacob. He's excited about this one. You're gonna go first. Kent, Kent. Let, let best Jacob, villain track. Let Jacob track. do
1: something on the show. I know. Okay? I have to do something here. Let <laughs> yeah,
0: me read these stupid names, will you? <laughs> All right, best villain track. All right, Kent. I actually go first. Want, I want you to go first, Joel.
1: No, but it's according to rules. You have to go first. I
0: want you to go first. You want me to go first? Yes, I do. Okay, because it's gonna get crazy. Because we're talking about best villain track we are and everyone listening right now knows there's only one song you can play so what is that song gonna be Joel it's this one you it, would I'm pretty sure this was on the last episode
1: uh it wasn't because uh I because we talked about A New Hope yeah. and Kent brought up Empire Strikes Back which this is in but did you know this is also featured in Return of the Jedi which we did not talk about loophole <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice loophole thank that's you funny. Uh, he made this he wrote this song John Williams excuse me wrote the Imperial March this is from Star Wars of course uh, he wrote it three weeks before the opening of the film as kind of like he just had to hurry and write a song for the villain and they made this and uh, this is really like iconic like you hear this at football games you hear it all the time like in commercials this means bad guy bad guy song bad guy song bad guy song At that part um i would also like to give an honorable mention if i may yeah go for it uh, mm-hmm. to why so serious from the dark knight and the wolf's theme from peter and the wolf which almost both made my cut here but i had to go with this one because it's the best
0: i'm really mad game. at you because i we this is the only one the only selection we talked about before the show yes and i was hoping you'd let me steal this one no the imperial march i was really hoping you just let me steal this one why it, just because no because it's such a gimme like this is the best who does give on the show you do exactly. You gotta go with your <laughs> hipster pick. <laughs> all right. I, I'm
1: mainstream. You're you're hipster. All right.
0: You ready for my hipster pick? Yes. Go for your hipster pick. You're gonna hate me. I know why. I want to hate you. <laughs> Cause hate is all, all the world's seen, the world's seen, seen lately. <laughs> lately. We sing that on our last <laughs> yeah, soundtrack and feel song. Full circle. Are you ready for the hate? This sounds familiar. You know it. It is familiar. Recent. Interstellar everyone's interstellar <laughs> it's inter- no inter- this session. is this is pirates of the caribbean is it no <laughs> no it's Hans zimmer yes what did he score recently just keep listening i am this show's gonna be so long that's not helping all right this is i'll, I'll just answer for you i got nothing this is a movie i've seen five times Three hours each time. Dark, uh, Batman v. Superman? Batman v. Superman. That's funny. That is, oh, is that Lex Luthor's theme? That is Lex Luthor's oh, theme. It's okay. called...
1: Hey, want a Jolly Rancher? <laughs> I'm a bad guy.
0: Sloop. It's called the, the Red Caves Are Coming. I, I, I didn't expect that at all, Joel. Not at Sloop. all. No. <laughs> I just like this little sound <laughs> there. Put <Sloop, Sloop. laughs>
1: the Jolly Rancher in your
0: mouth. Here's what I love about this. Everyone's going to lose their minds because I'm not Lex Luthor. I love the Imperial March, and yes, I do think it's you know, the Imperial March's category to win, and yes, it's the best one. But so you w- chose the worst one. That uh, makes sense So we went opposite. But the on reason one, you asked for this kid. <laughs> you ready? You gonna keep going? The reason I chose this one is because I think I actually think it's better than the Joker's theme from The Dark Knight. Are you is, kidding me? I'm not actually.
1: Oh come on! You know? The buzzing that, that you know the horrible buzzing, buzzing and then the can you
0: even? I love the but that's more Batman. He's gonna say it's not the Joker. No, it's why so serious. For me, this is actually—it's so fitting, and I chose this because yes, it's a hipster choice. He chose this just to antagonize. No, no, not at all. It's so fitting to me because actually, Junkie XL, who worked on the the uh, music with Hans wow. Zimmer, he says Junkie XL. Yes, there's a name to take seriously, folks. Oh, he's got him, a cre- he's got a career doing movie scores, so he's I, doing pretty terrible. I, I really will. hope that Junkie XL starts doing movies with McD pretty quick here, McG pretty quick here. Lex Luthor's theme is actually perversion and corruption of Hans Zimmer's Superman theme. Using the same two-note structure, but at different tones and speed and slightly flipped. Lex's theme is a warped backward perversions of Superman's. And that's actually... Oh, much like Batman v Superman is a warped per- version of what Superman should be. <laughs> that's how I felt during the movie. It feels like season one of *Bacon sale. <laughs> oh, still season one. Here's what I love about it. It's like Batman v s- Superman wasn't out in season one. No, the Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 it's you complaining about Superman all the time. So I love Superman's ascent. We talked about this on episode one, and for me, it's so inspiring. And really, if you listen to these like back to back, there's the ascent of Superman, and this has the decline. Even the notes go differently. Like you said, the two tone goes dun dun, and instead of dun, you know, I, anyways, <laughs> just laugh away. So I love this theme because it is literally the opposite of Man of Steel's flight. And for me, it works so, so well. Love it or hate it. Next up is best Zimmer score. Here's a movie I've never seen.
1: Um, by the way, Zimmer. We should mention Hans Zimmer. Oh yes, because yes. we, we talked about John Williams and Danny Elfman on the last show, who are two of our favorite composers.
0: Hans Zimmer. And so we
1: decided to give an homage I feel to like a couple of them like that. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Uh, to a couple uh, composers that we like for this show as well. So this is Hans Zimmer specific.
0: This is Zimmer's third collaboration with Nolan, Christopher Nolan, oh. after Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, and it is. Oh, this is sunshine. No,
1: this is Big Daddy. Ki- Big Daddy dies. This is Adiago and D minor. It's the same thing, right? Nope. Adiago. I don't
0: know how to say that. This is actually. It's from the Inception soundtrack. It's Dream is Collapsing.
1: It sounds the same as that other one we were just listening to before they, the show. Like
0: it's it's it's, it's like that same. Kind yeah, of it has feel the same kind it. of open. But I and I could actually choose any track from this this score. <laughs> it is just so great i mean there's time which is a, kind of the softer one there's the one that is actually uh nolan decided to use actually while writing oh, the script pfft. i just realized he said i have never seen this film yeah exactly. i get it now so he's seen this film a lot he's working with uh Zimmer, Zimmer. i actually really like their relationship because nolan wall was like send him like little notes like try to come class, up with this do like, you like this score check yes or no yes that's exactly what he said <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the maybe box yeah but you know he'll he'll basically like say, here's kind of the bla- basic plot, and he'll give him like two paragraphs, and he's like, now compose something in a day, and just give me what you have. And so this one he he did several things. Like for example, he used La Vie en Rose, yes, which is the Edith Piaf story, which they uses the kick
1: uh, to wake people yes. up from their dreams. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's like mm. a signal to help people wake up from these dreams. And that actually, they're traveling Hans in.
0: Zimmer didn't want to do it. He didn't want to use it. This was like Nolan's assistance, because they cast Marianne Cotillard, who starred in La Vie en Rose. Mm. Yep. Is that how you pronounce that? It's French. Yeah. Okay. You got to say it like, Je de but I, I just love it. I love everything about it. It's so big. And then it gets so like gentle as well. Mm-hmm. And it's time is, is so touching.
1: Well, in as much as I love mind heist because mm-hmm. I love mind heist, mind heist, is heist is so good.
0: but everyone knows
1: inception is the, I mean, that's kind of the standard,
0: right? But
1: the music of inception is brilliant and it enhances the movie so much where just like you feel the suspense as they're falling back in the van and like that music's playing and stuff like that
0: for all of us great, great sports i think inception really tops it all it does but cool. it's not the top <laughs> it tops it all but it isn't because then there's this
1: any uh clues on this one jacob i know it but you do know it it's Very, very well known. Jacob, are you entertained by the song?
0: Are Uh, you you not entertained? entertained?
1: It's Gladiator. It is Gladiator. Uh, Gladiator was one of those movies that I really, I didn't love. Really? Yes. I I thought it was kind of a knockoff Braveheart. It is nothing like Braveheart. That's how I feel, Jacob. Don't judge my feelings. Wait, do you still feel this way? Judge your feelings. I haven't seen it for years, and so
0: it's great. But I
1: wasn't a huge fan of it Except
0: it's just like Braveheart in every way (laughs) So you probably won't like it
1: (laughs) But But, give it the best soundtrack (laughs) But no the soundtrack I got it and I thought this is amazing And from this powerhouse that is the battle right here To the beautiful Now We Are Free um, By Lisa Gerard Who's not really good Okay But that's the one we talked about before. It's like the, wanna, wanna hate I'm bear. like just the other day I was walking in a, in a field and like had the kind of the high weeds. I started putting my hands that's out. That's true. You did. You singing it. And we
0: saw that video. Remember where he's walking like in the abandoned area. But oh yeah. Yeah. That was Yeah, exactly that. Uh, but people have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about right now. <laughs>
1: Inside jokes on bacon sale. Do da, do da. Um, but this actually is also has a special place in my heart because, uh, when I worked at the library at BYU, whenever we closed the library, we'd play music mm. to kind of like 15 minutes of music to let people know the library was closing. It would crank it up and be really loud. And we couldn't play like anything. death metal, like Marilyn well, Manson. Yeah. Is that what you'd play the matrix soundtrack, the
0: beautiful people, uh, that was Batman. <laughs> Singing the beautiful that people, those, <laughs> yeah.
1: But we couldn't play songs that like people would want to dance to. And so we play scores. And this is one of the ones that was in the rotation. And I loved this cause I would feel like a you know warrior going through the library. Yeah. That, that's a great battle thing. Checking people out or not checking people out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> you were. You totally were. <laughs> you were single kicking, at BYU. Kicking people out. Uh huh. Uh, after, after actually, checking them out. <laughs> yeah. Checking now, this, their books out. This is sure. really is a great
1: soundtrack. If you haven't listened to the Gladiator soundtrack, even if you don't like the movie, Go ahead and give the soundtrack a listen because everyone fantastic. likes the movie
0: Joel. Not everyone. Yeah, everyone. It's, it's everyone. not like it one best picture. Oh, dang it. it's not like <laughs> it's not like one of the epics. Still, yeah. really? Wow. Okay. I I, I well, should. He, has give, it. he hasn't seen it though. So no, I've seen it. I mean, not for however long. Yeah, it's been a very long time. You were checking people
1: out while the movie was on. That so. <laughs> no, was the music. Mm-hmm. But uh, I should give this one another shot because I have grown to love the soundtrack. I own it, it on be. Blu-ray. If you want to borrow it, yeah, I may have to.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, I believe I'm next again. You are next. And this time, Joel, you're going to have to tell us what brought you to tears.
1: Dang it. This one I'm worried about because I may actually cry.
0: <laughs> it's, I say the likelihood's high. Are you re- really just talking not about notice, it? Oh, like, no, we're talking we- about Pixar again. You
1: got a Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say Mike Wazowski. It's to say kitty. When he's <laughs> okay. like, boo. And then she goes, kitty. You're, your eyes just watered. Shut up. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's the Bing Bong theme. This is from one of our favorite composers of last time, and the director that we've tiered
0: And that's what I'm tearing oh, It's a down. Spielberg movie. No, we didn't tear Spielberg. We rated Spielberg. Oh, this is pretty. Who did we tear last October? Danny Elfman. I mean, sorry. Oh, it's Danny Elfman Tim with Tim Burton. Burton. It is. I mean, this is Big Fish. This is Big Fish. Big Fish. That makes sense.
1: Big Fish. And this is. I had a completely different answer for this one. And had it all planned out, and then I realized in that conversation I had at work that this is the soundtrack that every single time gets me. And this song right here, this is the finale, which is the end part of the film, which you haven't seen. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a very, very, very emotional ending. And every time I start kind of imagining in my head what's happening, I start to get a little watery eyed, and I hate it. And uh, they also, the soundtrack has a beautiful, beautiful score. It also has uh, some original songs like "Man of the Hour" by Pearl Jam, which is just heartfelt and beautiful in fact they were shown Pearl Jam was shown a rough cut of Big Fish and they were asked to compose the the a song for it after that and they wrote it I think within the next day and they said uh, one of the the guitarists Mike Mike McCready said we were so blown away by the movie Eddie and I were standing around talking about it afterwards and we're teary-eyed we were so emotionally charged and moved by the imagination and humanity that we felt because of the movie so there you go um, the soundtrack also features mm. classics hits like All Shook Up by Elvis Presley, Ramblin' Man by the Allman Brothers Band, and Every Day by Buddy Holly. So it has kind of the compilation aspect, but then it has a beautiful score yeah, it's to It's probably go a good soundtrack. It. But one thing that frustrates me about this soundtrack mm-hmm. is I remember the first time I saw Big Fish, the trailer for Big Fish, it had I've Seen All Good People by Yes as kind of the backing, oh, yeah, yeah. I backing soundtrack. Yeah. And then it was pulled. I don't know if they just didn't have rights or what. But you never. It's funny how they
0: do that in trailers and then it's never quite part of the soundtrack.
1: Well, it wasn't a soundtrack, but not only that, they re-released a new trailer and it didn't have it in it. Like I I had the only only version I found that had that song in it was a German trailer. So I had to watch it in German to get that same feel I had. Don't go to those sites. Mm. Yeah. But yes, uh, Big Fish, beautiful soundtrack, beautiful movie.
0: All right, Ken. I did a ton of research on this one. I had a favorite. I didn't cry, guys. First. Yeah, well yay, Joel didn't yeah. cry. Yeah, first bacon cell episode in maybe what 12, 13. Well, I, I usually cry after we've done recording. <laughs> you did a terrible job, Joel. Shut it off, terrible. Shut, it off.
1: shut off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know if sobbing Where's comes. my cry pillow. <laughs> so, I really wanted to go with the cliche one for the movie that made me cry ever since I was the age of seven and the up until now. Schindler's List, no, not, not either, actually. There was one, and I'm, I'm actually going to save it for an episode when we talk about things that make us cry. But yeah. I found one today that gave me not only like a really sad reaction, but it's just like a really visceral reaction to this song and the scene that plays in this movie. I'm and you're curious. actually not going to be able to place it. I'm very so curious. So I will explain as we go. Mm. Do you know it for real? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Top Gun. This is the scene (laughs) where he's riding his motorcycle And no I thought this was the love scene No, No, that's that's what made you cry Take my breath up (laughs) This song is called On the Nature of Daylight It's composed by Max Richter
1: Legends of the Fall?
0: No, it is from Shutter Island Shutter Island? Wait, did you say Since since You Were 7? no, there was a song that I did not choose. That was the oh, other one that I changed yeah. it. Okay, what was that? that one? Everyone should know. Shutter Island destroyed me. The other song is called Swamps of Sadness. The oh, never oh, <laughs> ending <interesting> story. Okay, <laughs> this one I chose because this scene in the movie—I don't want to say too much about it—but it involves children, yeah. and it is so heart-wrenching. Like even now, I'm like, it makes me feel sick, sad, yeah. and just desperate. And it really puts you into the mind of Leonardo DiCaprio's character in the movie. And who boy is it one of the most damaging scenes that makes for a brilliant and breathtaking that movie? The film is brutal. It is brutal. I, I, I thought it was very well done. I don't think I can watch it again because it, it was exactly my I, own it, I own it. If you
1: want to borrow it, no, no. I'll, I'll do Gladiator before that.
0: <laughs> like, that's a bad thing. They're both like tier one movies. Yeah, tier two. Wow. Wow. It's pretty messed up. So is your face. My face. It actually, actually looks really hey, nice. I've tonight. had lots of surgery to make this not a problem, Joel. <laughs> oh, Thanks a I, lot. I think it looks splendid. Thank you. Thank you. You can't even tell. Gosh. I could, but, you know, I, I still it. <laughs> think <it> looks good. <laughs> All right. What is happening? Next one is the most patriotic. Most patriotic. I went... Movie. What's the most patriotic movie? That's what I want. to know. Independence Day. Oh, okay. Next. Uh, most <laughs> patriotic soundtrack. So we okay. already did Rocky Four, and so we did that whole soundtrack, both of us, last time. Yeah, we did. I'm going For workouts. F- I'm going so cliche on this one because I, maybe this one can was I just guess? a gimme. Yeah. Are you going to say the Patriot?
1: Patriot. It's the Patriot. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, like most patriotic. Kids, you can spell patriotic without Patriot. He's so predictable. He goes mainstream all the time. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, but, oh, hold dude, on. Like the Patriot <laughs> is mainstream. Do you know what the Patriot is? It's a cheap knockoff of
0: Braveheart. I actually agree with that. <laughs> it I wasn't, though. I mean, honestly. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> no,
1: it's it's a good movie, but that's another one where I just couldn't get into it. it there, were, there were some good parts, but overall as a See, whole... this one has
0: always surprised me because it uh, it is made by Roland Emmerich, who's made some of the mm-hmm. worst movies of all time, including True. Independence Day Resurgence. No, no. Well, it, it Resurgence. Both. Okay, okay. Resurgence. Yeah, Take yeah, it okay. easy. I'm not attacking I, your gem from 1996. The most American movie of all time. Please. He's one of the trashiest filmmakers who made 10,000 BC. And anyways. And the Patriot. and But he made the Patriot. He like, made the Patriot. It's super shocking. This movie for me is also one of those that actually kind of almost made me cry. And it's not for all the death scenes because every mm. character dies in this movie. Do we need to give like synopses of these movies? No, I don't think so. Okay. Basic. Oh, Mel Gibson. What'd you call it a tier one movie? It's upper tier two. Upper tier two. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because Heath Ledger and Mel Gibson in this movie, they do such a great job. Their father and really son dynamic is great. And honestly, everyone dies here. So the, the dramatic stakes are incredibly high. They are. And you hate the villain so much. Maybe it's a tier yeah. one. Like, I actually really like this movie, though I hate to say it because of the director involved. But John Williams did this soundtrack, this score, and he did a great job. Yeah. This it's, movie it's, very, it's clearly very patriotic. So we got another, we got another Danny early. Elfman and a John Williams in
1: this, in this episode. Yes. yeah, Yeah. So, Joel? Uh, for me, I went with something a little different, Kent. Stargate.
0: <laughs> it's Stargate. So <laughs>
1: America. Nice. Yeah. Now tell me what you just tell me what you hear, what you see when, when you might helicopter remember. helicopters right yeah, flying yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this yeah, is. Over uh, Vietnam. I went with Forrest, uh Forrest Gump.
0: Yeah, I got emotional thinking about it. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, this album, Forrest Gump is? Yeah, what? Cheap knockoff of Braveheart <laughs> <laughs> That's probably <Well> true <laughs> uh, But no,
1: this album is Americana It's got songs by Elvis Presley, The Beach Boys, Joan Baez, Aretha Franklin, The Doors, The Mamas and the Papas, Simon and Garfunkel, William Nelson, Leonard Skinner Basically every amazing American artist from the 1950s to the 1980s runs album In fact, when they were making the movie, Zemeckis said, I only want American artists because I feel like that's what Forrest Gump would want
0: It's a little bit racist More like nationalist might be. All all of a sudden, I can't use that card. You use that card every show. That's racist. Yeah. Um, It also features the
1: beautiful main theme by Alan Silvestri of the Forrest Gump. The is it too bad that Forrest Gump isn't any good
0: though? I still like it. Really, I do. It has not stood the test of time. I think it lasted a year, and then everyone's like, "Oh, no!" I, st- I still enjoy it. It still,
1: it still yeah, has I that. say
0: it still has value for sure. That epic feel to me, not epic. epic? What's, the of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like just this
1: kind uh, of schmaltzy. No, it's like slice of life. It or is Captures though. American. Yeah, you know, it's totally schmaltzy, but that's the whole yeah. point of it. America. It's not trying to be. I guess Americana. That's kind of what Would you say. It's like a box Sweet-peen? of chocolates. Like Sweet-peen? you don't really
0: know what you're going to get. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh man. I want to watch it again. They're though. usually once with cherries because cherry is disgusting. I feel like there is a I good once... word for it though that we're not thinking I of. I know. I can't yeah.
1: think of it right now, but sappy. No,
0: uh, saccharin. But,
1: funny story, by the way, this is, this is unrelated to anything and, and I hope she's not listening. But I, there was one time I, I went out with this girl. I was dating this girl. And She's listening. I remember her totally saying. Is. You she, so every one
0: of your ex-girlfriends listens to this show. They, they love it. Yeah, uh, And they for, tweet me and Kent about it.
1: <laughs> but she We're going to keep going with this. She, she didn't like Aladdin because she thought the bird was
0: a little too crass. We already know this. She told us. Did you? no she did did you meet oh, her yeah, in the BYU library uh no I hate her oh yes actually I did <laughs> <laughs> yes. she was like why are you checking me out yeah why'd you just stamp <laughs> my back but you're mine
1: she, she didn't like Aladdin because she thought the parrot was too crass but her favorite movie was Forrest Gump and I was like wait a minute how can you like Forrest Gump and then say Aladdin's too crass that's too unfair crass. yeah so that was weird <laughs> Doesn't, uh, don't they show a bum in Forrest she's, Gump? She's sitting down playing a guitar. So. Okay. Yeah. But there's obviously some things in there that I was there's, just like, yeah, that there's really plenty fit. of things. Yeah. Yeah. I oh mean, no, no it, does, nothing, it does show about when he gets shot in the butt talks. Yep.
0: Nothing as bad as that parrot
1: though. All right. Yeah. The car, that parrot is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: you. Iago. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Al Gore in Forrest Gump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make that a returning character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, What's next, Jacob? <laughs> I don't know now they're all inspired in American.
0: I don't know if I want to move on, honestly. Alright, next is the best James Horner. Booyah. Whoever that is.
1: This is the best? Well, we can't do Braveheart because that got taken last time. There are so many other soundtracks. But when it comes to iconic,
0: recognize it immediately, Horner music. This is basically, it, this. I would say this is a cheap knockoff of Braveheart because so much of the soundtrack sounds like Braveheart. <laughs> like not even joking right we just, now. Could we call this episode a cheap knockoff of Braveheart? <laughs> yeah, this is already like a time. Uh, yeah.
1: The funny thing about this is like uh, James Cameron asked James Horner to score score this, this entire movie. And he didn't want a theme song. He didn't want any singing in the film.
0: And look what happened.
1: So James, James Horner had to sneak around and write this song kind of on the sly with a guy named Will Jennings. And then they approached Celine Dion to do a quick little demo. Ugh. And then they brought it to uh, James Cameron and said, by the way, we've been working on this. And he listened to it. and He loved it. And He said, okay, this can be in the film. And it's a
0: good song. This song ruined the box for me. <laughs> you remember the box. I do remember this the box. This song was always on the box. This song was in the 90s for it. me. Seriously.
1: Yeah. I think I hate this song so much. This is, though, one of the best... This is one of the best-selling albums of all time, the Titanic. This is Titanic. Do you think... we uh, right, yeah, will go yeah. on from Titanic. Do you think
0: people are disappointed that this is the only vocal song? Maybe. Like, oh, all they, these slack yokels they are they like... They did
1: have uh, Norwegian singer Sissel
0: Kyrkjebro. Tri- one more time? Kier- Kurt Can you have Jacob read that, please? That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Goodness. I'm still my jokes. Uh,
1: but this was an immensely successful song, an immensely successful soundtrack. And, and James Hor- James Cameron actually wanted Enya to do the music on this, and she turned it down. So then it came to this one. Because she already sang Sail Away, and
0: she didn't want another boat-themed song. <laughs> Therapy. that's it yeah and, <laughs> and it that, 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 did, not, that did not flow. go with the ornical flow of the show kent <laughs> yeah. i love enya i have to say i that. know you do
1: so uh, much but apparently like james horner and and james cameron worked together on aliens and they had a very mm-hmm. tense relationship there oh, really? and so they had kind of this like they were on the outs but then after he saw james cameron saw what james horner did on Braveheart, he asked him to come do this and said
0: this is great he said hey copy that theme but we'll add a canadian uh, french canadian singer amazing amazing it's an amazing song. It, it's just so,
1: and you don't like it because it's so popular, but it's so recognizable and it's beautiful and it's you know, like heart achingly sad at the same time. Are you talking about you? Yes. <laughs> I'm beautiful yet heart achingly, heart
0: achingly sad.
1: <laughs> All right, okay So, best yours? James
0: Horner. So, James Horner, I really, really, really love this guy. He died actually last year in a tragic accident. I was I was pretty bummed about it. Pretty bummed. He Whoa. died. That was pretty sad. Why he, did you kill him, Ken? Oh, <laughs> I'm the one that kills people, Jake. I am. It's you now.
1: (laughs) It is? You realize that's going to take it out of the context
0: now, Kent, on Twitter. Oh, (laughs) I've never (laughs) seen that before. You can't hear inflection in Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm using that. So uh, James Horner did Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, Cocoon, Commando, aliens. Don't give Cocoon that kind of cocoon. Cocoon, guys. No, cocoon is, it's got, the guy's
1: got Apollo 13 and Braveheart's belt, and then you're
0: over there going, Cocoon. And American Tale, Willow, and Glory. The Glory soundtrack is phenomenal. It I actually is. almost got my most patriotic. Me too. Well, it almost, it almost got most patriotic too, but then I kicked it up for Forrest Gump. But this is the best James Horner score. Is that Apollo 13? No. Mm-mm. You'll know it. Rocketeer never die. Goonies Little Mermaid you, you're, Jake's closer Splash No <laughs> <laughs> It's not Splash <laughs> Think of dinosaurs think of Littlefoot
1: Oh, my gosh. It's Land Before Time? The Land That's Before it. Like, I totally time. recognize that. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> the Little Mermaid was... Cl- oh, animated. Okay, yeah, exactly. It. it did feel animated to me. That's actually part of why I couldn't connect it. Yeah. Man, listening to way this to bring one the room again, down, Ken. I know. Actually, Land Before Time kind of does that. It is it is a great cartoon that is really kind of dark, and the, the soundtrack is kind of depressing. There's, why do you like... Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Weird, right? Has depth. No, but I really love this Johnny one. Johnny whether, whether it's the vocal version or... Or just the score version. It's really Wait, good. Let's I, do the vocal version because I don't know Lime Before Time well enough to know the song. I by don't heart. know the lyrics. So I'm just, like, if we hold on together, I know our dreams will never As long die. as we got each other. <laughs> ooh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, wow. Just cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> but uh. I, I really like it. It's very emotional. So yay, James Horner.
1: Okay. I had no idea he did that one, actually.
0: Which soundtrack or score makes you want to explore? My turn on this one? Yes. And I'd like to thank Metallica for this. Mission Impossible 2? Oh. Unforgiven? No. Metallica. Metallica? Before every Metallica concert... They lead up for about four to five minutes, and they play this song before they ever enter the stage because it builds and builds and builds. And this is Ennio Morricone's "The Ecstasy of Gold" uh, from *The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly*. Okay, this is the hm. second most me- uh, memorable track from that from that score. Well, because everyone remembers that.
1: That <laughs> was
0: awful. That was basically Yago. <laughs> 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 but I love that because it, it does it builds and it reminds me of the old west, and I could put that in, if I was ever an Explorer and I had my iPod or my, iPod, <laughs> my Galaxy S8 plus, <laughs> I miss you iPhone. I would. Do you though? I, save I it for Ronin, Save it for Ronin. I would, I would play that song because it is, it's an inspiring song. And yeah, but like I was saying with Metallica, it builds up and then all of a sudden they just start, you know, da, 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 and they, they build into it. It's actually really cool. So Ennio Morricone one of the best composers out there. I never say his name right, so I'm glad you're daring enough to try it. I think it's Morricone, but who knows? Morricone. Morricone. All right, so it's my turn for explore? You betcha. Explore this, Jacob. All right. Ooh. You don't know this one? No, yeah, it sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, here in a sec when the horns kick in, you'll, you'll, it'll probably sound really familiar. Exploring. Oh, yeah, I do know this. Here comes the high note. Everyone knows this one. Yeah. I forget which movie this is, though. This is The Overture from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's it. That's it. By Michael Kamen. And Brian Uh, Adams. And Brian Adams, yes. Yes, we'll get to that. Uh... Wait, is this... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, this is actually uh, now the theme song for Morgan Morgan Creek. Morgan Freeman is how you pronounce it. (laughs) Yeah. Morgan Creek, which distributed such great movies as Young Guns, Major League, True Romance, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, (laughs) and The Last of (laughs) the (laughs) Mohicans. But they showed the logo and they play this song. Cocoon. (laughs) And of course, of course... (laughs) 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 Cocoon, guys. (laughs) Cocoon. (laughs) Cocoon. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, of course, this also has everything I do. Do it for you. By uh, Brian Adams? I always get that confused with,
0: Have you ever really, 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 really? But that was really, from like Don Juan DeMarco yes, or something like indeed. that. With Johnny But uh,
1: Brian Adams wrote this in 45 minutes. Well, him and uh, a guy named Lang wrote this in 45 minutes. And this is the reason... Like this was nominated for Academy Award at Lost Beauty and the Beast. That that song, Everything I Do it, it For You. the soundtrack is fine, but really I like the overture probably best on the entire soundtrack. And you hear that and it's like you want to just kind of forge ahead and you know, go through the forest and cut down vines and cocoon, guys. But yeah. You're yeah. just gonna say that whenever it gets slow. <laughs> cocoon. <laughs> That's kind of gonna say a lot on this show then. <laughs> <sighs> but yes, I choose Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is my I makes me want to explore.
0: That movie will do that. Yeah, Will. I went home and uh, tried to make my own bow as soon as I saw that movie. Yeah? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to be Robin Hood. I love how <laughs> physics
1: don't apply in that movie. How it's like, <laughs> no. all right, I'm going to rip off the feathers in the back of these two bows. That'll make it go right into
0: these two guys at the yep. exact same yep. velocity. I'm going to jump into a catapult and then fly and land onto a bale. Which I had no idea they bale. said
1: the F word until like later on. They, they do? do? In yeah. Right after he goes the catapult. Says, does that and he goes, well, says, F me. F me, they cleared it. And I remember being like... When I heard it, I was like, Wait, that doesn't fit this.
0: No, it doesn't. It's way out.
1: Wasn't it nice being kids when you
0: didn't really know what swear words were?
1: Or nice being kids and not realizing what was going on during the wedding between Sheriff of Nottingham and Maid Mary. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? What was happening? Don't you remember he's trying to (laughs) I watched it last
0: week and I still didn't get what was going on. (laughs) When I watched that when I was older, I was like, Sheriff and Maid love each other very much. I don't think she loved him very much. No. (laughs) She didn't seem to.
1: Which is funny because like Sheriff of Nottingham, like that's one of Alan Rickman's most iconic roles, and that film was so popular, and then you watch it and you're like Wow, this is wildly inappropriate. This part,
0: like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's trying. We're fine. To we're fine. Let's kid. move on. <laughs> Don't push it. Next one. <laughs> he's like getting, He's all red. Oh, that's funny. All right. Most iconic score of the two thousands. Oh, now we're getting to Joel's wheelhouse. What? I think you love this stuff. I think you love the I soundtracks think, of the decades.
1: No, well, I do love the soundtracks of the decades, but I do feel like soundtracks and scores kind of lost their luster after the 90s. Like the 90s, everyone owned all these soundtracks. (gasps) Right, like uh, compilation albums and everything like that, right? Well, yeah, but even like like Braveheart and Last Mohicans and stuff like that, and Titanic, everyone had those soundtracks. You get into 2000s and people are like, uh... See,
0: do you really Mm. feel like
1: scores lost their luster? Because I feel like scores actually took over at that point. No, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it flipped, where I feel like the scores of the 90s, like Braveheart and Titanic and... And Glory and all those. They were See, so much more popular. And everyone owned them on CD. And then no one really bought scores.
0: So do you think they've only come back in the past, what, seven years? Because, I don't they have. Oh, I totally think they have. Look at Hans Zimmer. Look at uh, Howard Shore. You, you know, look the, at like, Lord of the Rings was 2001 to 2003. Yeah, like how was that, not a lot of people bought scores. the soundtrack. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't go to people's apartments and be like, hey, uh, do you got Lord of the Rings soundtrack? I lived in Provo and that happened all the time. I'm sure it did. Because this is Provo. I was at BYU Library checking them out. <laughs> The, the the soundtracks. <laughs> anyway,
1: I don't think I I don't think Kent's gonna. He may not pick the same one as me, but I don't think he's gonna argue with me okay. when, I, when I say I chose this one. Cocoon. Most iconic. Well, of the 2000s, because I feel like, oh, brother, where art thou? In particular, I'm a to I mean, that was
0: really, really.
1: It was huge. huge. And this is 2000. This is on the year 2000 when this movie Mm -hmm. came out. But this made a blue, uh, it was like a bluegrass revival after this. And like country gospel blues all kind of made a resurgence in the mainstream because of this movie and because of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And they recorded a bunch of modern recordings of classic folk songs. And they actually recorded the entire soundtrack before filming. The Coen Brothers knew they wanted to have a certain feel, so they wrote them. They, they got all these songs and put them in there to say, "This is the feel we want for the movie." And then kind of guided it from that. Uh, this became one of the, the the soundtrack CD became a bestseller, certified eight times platinum as October two thousand seven. Yeah. and it won the Grammy. It won the Album of the Year in two thousand two, which is highly uh, unusual for a movie soundtrack to win Best Album of the Year. Some of my favorite tracks include "You Are My Sunshine," "Down to the River to Pray," "Keep on the Sunny Side," and the creepy but beautiful "Didn't Leave Nobody But the Baby." Never leave the baby. No, especially not in the corner. Never in the corner.
0: All right. So that was the what was that most, most iconic? iconic? Of most Kent. iconic. Most ironic or most iconic? Isn't it ironic, Kent? Don't you think? Mine. Joel's gonna it's hate. It's like the reins of Castamere <laughs> <laughs> on your red wedding day. Yay! <laughs> hey! See, we drive parody <laughs> songs. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a show for that, Joel. You're not really there gonna like be. my choice. I don't think I will ever like any
1: of your choices. Kidding. No. I love this song.
0: You do, but do you like the soundtrack? No, but I love this song. See, I feel like the whole soundtrack is consistent. This is from... Most iconic? Yeah, this is from Once. And this is where I feel That's like... That's why he has to tell people where it's from. This is where I feel like That's soundtracks kind of have uh, more evolved from compilations and like pop songs and alternative songs and turned into uh, singer-songwriter uh, just... Basically creations. So uh, you're talking about original music
1: written for the movie, not necessarily just compilation of already popular songs. E-
0: exactly. Okay. So John Carney, jo- John Carney. <laughs> yeah, Carpenter. that's actually his name. Carpenter. John Carney, who also did Begin Again and Sing Street. Sing Street. Which I'll probably mention in uh, episode three of Soundtrack and Fills. <laughs> or we Soundtrack can't use harder. any of the ones
1: from We here. cannot.
0: <sighs> he wrote and directed this movie. He wrote the music, um, had the help of Glenn Hansard and Marketta. Erglova, I feel like I did pretty good on that one. <laughs> Falling Slowly won the uh, Oscar for the best original song. I feel like this whole soundtrack is great. So um, is this more like Ken's favorite pick or most iconic of the 2000s? I feel like both because the accolades pick. it got. This is my favorite pick, but mm-hmm. the accolades it got. I mean, this song got so much play. And it really this should This song have. is the reason I watched the movie.
1: Because I said, that is a beautiful song. I must know more about this. And I watched the movie and I'm like...
0: Yeah. See, wow. I, this I never, is a boring movie. And I never, never really, really got why well you didn't like mm. it because
1: fi- this is one of the few movies in my life I never finished because I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna return it to Netflix. Yeah. So you never finished it. So you, no. your
0: opinion on it is
1: like I got about three. There. Like, well, let me tell you the plot of the movie. So they meet. They walk around. They go to a party and they sing. And then they walk around some more and they go to another party and they sing. And then they walk around and go to another party and they sing. And then I fell asleep. And but I'm assuming they're gonna walk around some more and go to a party and sing. You assume the
0: best endings, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a beautiful, simple story about a relationship, and it is purely simple. I mean, it's I really just about guy and I know girl. what happens, but so was it you right? No, and it does not matter. The music is great. I really, do think it's one of the most iconic. I was going to go with Garden State on this one. Garden State's a great one, but i I think let it's go, I think it's aged go. poorly. Also, Juno, I think is aged really poorly because they're all indie songs, and I feel well, like that's mm-hmm. kind of past.
1: But at the same time, I feel like once you can listen to that ever and it's not captured in a decade when you listen to let go by fro fro or yeah exactly. that was, you're back in you park. like your college definitely early. it's really a great that's a, that's a good soundtrack too mm-hmm. why didn't I think of that one yeah but i still go with mine
0: next one is the most ironic <clears throat> no iconic <laughs> score of the 2010s so far there's only one choice oh how did i know mm-hmm. you didn't pick sing street he doesn't like it as much though. Ooh.
1: We got to stop talking about how good this movie is, Ken. Because I've had multiple people say, you talked it up too much. No, one watched it. It was just
0: okay. You know it would be nice? If people just form their own opinions. Uh, says you the would, movie critic. Yeah, you wouldn't have a who job. Who tells people, don't go see this movie. It's terrible. Look, I, d- I tell people to save their money, but form your own opinion. You can listen to me all you want. I should not be creating your opinion. Yes, I do lower people's expectations. Yes. Don't listen to me. Just spend your money or don't. That's all it, the credence you, you shouldn't have given tell me. people not to listen to you though. Yeah, just read my funny words. That's all
1: <laughs> I want. <laughs> I love this soundtrack. I bought this soundtrack, and I
0: really we listen to it constantly. I really enjoy the soundtrack. But why not Sing Street? I also own Sing Street. I do think this one's a little more consistent, and in Sing Street, it has more eighty songs, which are okay. great. Like Man Eater is really fun to hear. Yes, but it's not quite as solid. There are three songs on Sing Street, which I'll just listen Let to the again record and again. show. Kent said Sing Street is not as solid, Emily. She will actually be mad about that. But from this one, from the beginning to the epilogue, which is a seven minute long track, mm-hmm. which kind of covers everything. It's like an overture at the end. And what it means to me, as far as the epilogue of that movie, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. This will not be beat this decade. Okay. It pro- I think it won the Oscar for every song and then it was taken away by Moonlight. But I hate that machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. Let's hear it.
1: Uh, well, I don't know if I want to play it because it's just going to tick off Kent. I just want you to watch Kent's Eyes when I play this. All right. Sing Street? (laughs) You see it? Did you see it? I did. I saw it. uh, I did. uh, Uh, (laughs) This is Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede from Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember when I said Guardians?
0: (laughs) Remember when I said Guardians? I I couldn't even see that coming. But once I heard it, I was like, that Kent,
1: you want to know what this beat out? I kicked off La La Land for this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you realize that our next done. category this fits better in right
1: no um, because this one much like how Wayne's World brought back Queen into the mainstream these songs here like this one is now captured into the 2010s the awesome mix volume one tape the whole look the aesthetic the compilation it's all in that movie and it revived this. a lot of these songs people didn't know in fact, James Gunn said he downloaded a few hundred songs that were semi familiar and then chose the ones he thought were best fitting for the movie. And some of my favorites include, obviously, this one, which, by the way, this is my hipster. Put my hipster glasses on now. Can, you, can I borrow your hipster glasses? Yeah, here you go. Thank you. And your beret? Oh, here you, here you go. I don't want your scarf. It's too hot. Uh, but I liked Hooked on a Feeling before any of this happened. Like, I liked Hooked, <laughs> Are Hooked you on You really a, playing that card? No, this is like a 50 year
0: old song. It is.
1: But I liked it because uh, back in the day, uh, Leighton Lyrics used to come around to the schools. What are Leighton Lyrics? They are a singing group from Leighton High. Were you a part of the Leighton Lyrics? I was not. I went to Northridge. <laughs> oh, you're like, I would never. No, but my older brother was in Northridge it. Notes? The, Le- the Leighton Lyrics, it's all men's group. And they mm. sang this song and I thought they were so cool. And I wanted to be a lyric so that I could sing this song. And then it came in the movie, and I'm like, "Oh, great! Now everyone loves this. Here, take these back.
0: Thank you." So you're saying Glee was your high school story because no. it really seems like you just you just <laughs> detailed an episode of Glee. No, I, these these this those. They're always get to go to regional. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hate to anything happy. The Northridge notes never didn't make it. did they come to
1: your school and sing the Christmas songs and all that? No, and because
0: uh, Viewmont was very mu- musically influenced and. Uh, or the teacher would never allow any other schools to do it. Interesting. Well, yeah. Leighton had a really good program. But some of my favorite tracks on this one include Come and Get Your Love by
1: Redbone, Cherry Bomb by The Runaways, and Escape the Pina Colada Song by Rupert Holmes. No. I feel like this is the soundtrack... That people bought in the 2010s. And it's the one that people will remember from
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what's funny is though. the movie really did do a lot of favors to the to these songs because yes, the 70s, you could basically the 60s 70s, watch 80s. any <laughs> infomercial at 1.30 a.m. And you know how the the music, the, the <laughs> title hits from the title scroll. And then it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Ooga Chugga Ooga. And then it's like, yeah, I could buy that for 7.99 or just buy it for 14.99 when it's a Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. I got it for free iTunes was giving it up for free and I grabbed it. Meh. Worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> I told okay. you I was going to tick him off. <laughs> can't really argue with that, though. Next is most iconic score of the 70s. Joel, yeah. please play that same song again. No. <laughs> if we don't agree <laughs> that on the, been funny.
1: I'm going to say this. If we don't agree on this, you have something seriously wrong with you. I cannot wait for what you're about to play. All right. Everyone, get out your giant collars and your bell-bottom pants, because I've got a fever. A Saturday night fever. By the way, CPR classes teach you that this is the rhythm you're supposed to do chest compressions to this beat. This is the right <laughs> like <cut>. on dates? <laughs> no, for CPR okay. classes. So Perf. I got carried away with Saturday night fever. <laughs> um <laughs> crossed the line uh, a few times tonight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yes, <you> yeah. have.
0: <laughs> passive aggression <laughs> what,
1: what i didn't realize Don't like Batman V's
0: superman huh
1: <laughs> this song and a lot of the bg songs on here were created for this soundtrack like i thought maybe they were borrowing these famous disco songs at the time and it wasn't until i did this research that i realized that songs like saying alive night fever how deep is your love more than a woman and if i can't have you were part of this album like they actually were writing the songs before but then they said, hey, we want you to do this soundtrack. And they said, well, I guess we're putting all our songs into this instead of our own album.
0: Isn't it weird, though, that they also have like Night on, uh, not by the BGS, but Night on Disco Mountain yeah. and also be- "The Fifth, uh, Taste of the Fifth or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, the Beethoven's Fifth. Like the, it's like the techno like, or disco. Yeah. But it's weird that they use these classical themes to go into their disco movie, which is actually a really dark movie. Yes, it is. not fun and fancy free by any means. And this is actually, I mean, I don't know. This may be my
1: favorite BG song, but I really like Nights on Broadway. I think that's. Is amazing, mm-hmm. and this but this one is definitely iconic of the seventies. Like you hear this, you see John Travolta in a white suit walking down the road. Even right. though he's not even in the white suit, and he's walking down the road. But you see that. Still, it's you always picture it. But what doing you that. remember him. So yes, this won a Grammy Award for Album of the Year, and is the only disco album to do so, and one of only three soundtrack albums so honored as Best Album of the Year. Much like I said, like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, and this one, and The Bodyguard. Joel, please don't be mad. Hold on.
0: Oh, okay. Please don't be mad. Disco Duck, Jive Talking. It's the Bee Gees. It is the Bee Gees. I should be dancing from Saturday. Okay, Night I was going to say
1: I didn't miss that one, but I'm pretty sure it's on there.
0: Yeah, you cannot say that this. This, this I like st- how I picked the mainstream Bee Gees song, and then he I, picked the I actually knew he. Did. <laughs> I knew you would choose that one. So this song, or actually this sound, this soundtrack, was top number one on the charts for 24 weeks. That's half a year, or nearly. I'm bad at math. And it stayed in the Billboard charts for 120 weeks. This is in the Library of Congress for being culturally significant. I actually <laughs> yeah. was talking to Jimmy Chunga today, and he said, i'm old enough to remember when this was in stores and no one could ever find it in stores remember this is the time before digital right and buy it and it was uh every week you know like on album release day they'd be like hey we got all this new stuff and don't worry fever's coming soon and it was like third printing fourth printing for the for the record or tape and you could not find this this album yeah anywhere because it was that big. it was so popular and
1: it's still good like a lot of people say disco is dead and no one likes disco but man BG's. Something about them. They stayed alive. <laughs> did they? Because I'm pretty sure one of them's dead.
0: Hey! Yeah. <laughs> I had to go there. No, you didn't. I did go there though. You didn't you did. have to. <laughs> you wanted I to. I wanted to. <laughs> 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 All right. Next category is the most ill-fitting score. Meaning the one that just didn't work with the movie. Which is the one that just didn't belong there. Yeah. Alright, I'm going who's with first? this one. Kent. This one is Lux Eterna, which has already been played in this episode. Requiem from a Dream? Requiem for a Dream. Really? You don't think it doesn't fit? It doesn't fit at all. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't really give a judgment on this. Actually, reading about this, I was kind of talked into it fitting. Because it's so strange. It feels like a fantasy movie. But really, there's one scene where Jared Leto and Marlon Wayans are pushing a shopping cart. and, And I think they stole a TV and they're on drugs. And you hear this music going. And you're like... They're just walking the boardwalk right now, and it doesn't really seem to fit. But Clint Mansell, who composed it, he said the music is based on heroin and craving. So it's like this really big, really loud, and then really dark.
1: Well, can you explain to me, by the way? I mean, there's like this weird conga music
0: in there, and there's
1: there's one that's called like Moira Barfs or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: It's um, bizarre. There are a bizarre scene. It's basically they're one of the soundtracks I her barfing. It's it's <laughs> Who the doesn't? it's the high of drugs, and it gets so frantic. It's a little bit like train spotting, like like we mentioned. Okay, where it's so frantic. Is it got that kind of real filming to it? Yes, interesting. And so and I shouldn't see it. So Clint Mansell, I don't think so. I mean, you can see it edited, but it'll be I don't know. Yeah, maybe it'll, it'll be, be fine. like seven minutes long. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it will probably just take away some of the shock effect because probably. this movie is very, very shocking. Um, Clint Mansell said this was meant to be seen as a monster movie. And that is why he and actually maybe this isn't ill-fitting because it does kind of feel like a monster movie. But the monster is drugs. Kids, the, the monster, monster is, is drugs. drugs. Bacon cell. <laughs> <laughs> We're the a monster is bacon
1: cell? We're a PSA group now. <laughs> Okay, my most ill-fitting. Uh, that's interesting, Kent. You've seen this one. I think you're going to agree with me. Uh, and I've mentioned this on on the podcast. I don't remember which episode, but I mentioned it a couple times before, I think.
0: Batman.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went there. You went there. This is Bat Dance. Bat Dance. By Prince. Is that like man bat? <laughs> kind of. Man bat dance. So Burton, Tim Burton, he hired Danny Elfman to do the score and they were like, that's great, you know, whatever. We also wanted Prince on there and they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, it'll increase marketability and and Tim Burton was against it. He didn't really want to put him on there, but then he was like, well, fine, whatever. So he let him do, there were two albums. There was a soundtrack album and a score album. Mm -hmm. Score album, brilliant. Danny Elfman's music, amazing. amazing. This was awful. Like, almost every one of his songs were awful. Like, even though, even in the movie... What about the one where they're... The, the parade? Do you hate that one? It, those are okay, but at the same time, they don't feel like they fit in the movie. Like, when they're in the museum and, like, you know, desecrating all the paintings stuff like yeah. that, it just doesn't feel right. And the, the music video, if you haven't seen the music video for Bat Dance, it's got, like, dancers dressed up as Batman, dancers dressed up as the Joker, Prince is, like, doing a kind of a two-faced thing with Batman yeah, and Joker. It's not good. And then they sample, like... Here in the background, you'll be able to hear it, but they sample like tracks in the movie of like Michael Keaton going, I got go to go work. And then Jack Ke- Jack Nicholson saying, you ever dance with the devil in the light? And then Vicki Vale screaming. They put screaming in the song. Ugh. Who does that? Here's Jack Nicholson's laugh.
0: Yeah, I kind of like that. It's got a little hook to it, but. That's actually a thing I do before bed. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Using that. But this was, this album was number one on the Dang Billboard albums chart for six consecutive weeks. This was an album that was popular. So this one, not the score. Yeah, the The actual soundtrack. The Prince one, and it has nine tracks on it, and none of them fit the movie of Batman. So there's my most ill-fitting.
0: Here's the, I actually don't know if, did Batman Returns do the same thing? Because we mentioned Forever and Batman and Robin and how the the soundtracks are actually so much better than the, the movies. Right. Did Batman Returns just have a score or did they go for pop artists as well? It, does,
1: it has a score. I don't think they have a pop one on there, but I, I actually have a couple of those songs on my Halloween playlist, like oh, awesome. Selena Transforms yeah. and stuff like that. Great songs. Very good.
0: All right, Jacob, what's next? It's the category where Kent picks something that uh, is actually more iconic and everyone knows. It's called Overrated Score or Soundtrack.
1: Okay, I'll go first, and please don't hate me for this.
0: Oh, you would.
1: The problem with this movie is that it's not a great soundtrack. It's great in the background of an Italian restaurant, but in regard to scores that you want to listen to on a daily basis, I don't really see the point of it. Yet this was uh, nominated for awards and it made it very popular. But for me, it does nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of you! I can listen to that guy all night long. Me too.
1: too. They have like a nice mandolin in the background, but it feels like okay. I'm gonna say it feels like old Italy. It feels like you're eating at an Olive Garden.
0: This is the the music they're playing. Don't you think this probably
1: created that trope? It, well, no. This trope came because it's Italian music. It's that mandolin kind of music. It has an Italian yeah, feel. Yeah, that's how the movie's supposed to feel. It no is, old school Italian, but it's in overrated. Those, that,
0: that, oh man, I
1: feel like I feel like the score is overrated. Every time it's like, oh, Godfather, one of the best themes ever. I'm like, no, it's it's you know background music. I am
0: craving salad and breadsticks so
1: much right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can I tell you a quick story about that? Sure. Thing? So I watched Godfather one. It was good. I watched Godfather two. Wow, that was really good too. Mm-hmm. And then for Godfather three, cause I watched them almost right oh, by each other three. and I watched Godfather three, but I was like, I'm going to make an event of this. I'm wrapping up the trilogy here. So we had pasta, we had breadsticks, we had salad, we had grape juice. Like it was a Provo party and, uh, <laughs> sure. we watched Godfather three and it was such a great time that I actually didn't hate the movie. Oh really? And everyone's like, Godfather three is so bad. And I'm like, eh, it was okay. But it was because I had such a positive experience during while which, watching it,
0: which, uh, books were you checking out? during this party What? <laughs> no this was at our apartment there mm. was no books you didn't invite anybody over <laughs> I think it was you just weren't reading any books I think it was just huh? my roommates to be honest cocoon cocoon <laughs> <laughs> so yes overrated the godfather soundtrack this is what I feel to be the most overrated soundtrack of all time let's hear it Titanic it is. I thought it was Man of for a second and then what is it Just people cheering
1: what kind of soundtrack is this oh it is it is a Man of Cussara from A Brother um, Art though. The most iconic of the 2000s. Ironic, you say that. What was Kent's
0: again? Do you remember what Kent's was? Because I don't. Once. No, you didn't tell me more than once. This, I actually don't like this movie. I feel like it was a big miss for the Coen brothers. And I know everyone would say I'm wrong. I didn't care for this movie at all. Their take on the Odyssey didn't really work. The style was there, and I feel like the soundtrack. I feel like this created Mumford and Sons, and for that, it should be punished and burned. (laughs) It was like a
1: decade later. More,
0: yeah. I so this one was. It came out 2000. (laughs) If they created Mumford and Sons, God bless them. (laughs) What? (laughs) I think you're the only one that's saying that at this point. I don't
1: hate Mumford and Sons. I don't think Greg's ever going to have you on the show. No, and that's that's is when he said that I was like, well, I don't hate them
0: that much. Okay, I know Chunga hates them too. So maybe starting, maybe you've just been
1: poisoned now, Kent.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think Kent
1: does have a weak mind. He can be, you know, kind of willed into things. Oh,
0: having my own opinion. Weird that I don't like the radio play songs they play again and again. That's strange. I have my own opinion. That's the reason. So, old brother, where art thou? I feel like. When they do the like lip syncing in the movie, and maybe that's what took me out. I think it was so poorly timed. Like, you never once believed that George Clooney is singing in this movie. It's old timey. It's charming. It's charming? It's, it's made charming. in 2000.
1: They could have made it sound better. They could have made it look better, but they didn't because they wanted it to be hokey. Uh, really? Yeah. They could have made it look
0: like it was actually matching their lips in the movie. No, they're like, they're the actually was... hamming it up as they're singing yeah, it. Yeah, they made it feel like it was in the 30s or whenever it was. <laughs> whenever it was. I think it was the 30s. Yeah. 20s? Leave it in the past. That's no what 30s, I say. No, 30s. 30s. Yeah. Depression, depression era. Depression. And here's the thing I actually don't <laughs> like this song because I did see it a lot in Provo in that one year I lived there. And I basically judged everyone who had it. And I think I had bad connotations. So with you, those never, people. you never liked it? It's that not one right. that like, I never you started liked actually, hating actually, I, after I, it got I never actually liked the, the movie at all. And that kind of led into everyone owning the score it's and soundtrack my and being like.
1: Ugh.
0: For me, it's like Burn After Reading in this one or kind it's of above, the same. It's above Big Lebowski for me. Okay, I could see that for you. Yeah, you're wrong. but I can see it raising for you. Arizona Hudsucker proxy. Oh, brother, we're at though. Probably Isn't in my that top order? three. Probably my top three. But which is weird because I really like Inside Lou Davis, and it has the same kind of like folksy really feel that. of that one, of this one. But I do think it's it's, but it's much, much, much better hipster. Is it much movie. more hipster than Oh Brother? Oh Brother's pretty hipster. No, according to Inside Llewyn Davis. Inside Lou Davis. Yeah, sure. Which is a much better
1: movie. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it. It's in my
0: queue. <laughs> I watched half. I fell asleep, but I have a full opinion on it.
1: Okay, oh, <laughs> says the guy who walked out of transformers
0: because he didn't want to watch it. i had to use the restroom and didn't want to go back in i didn't want to but for, i did can't, you can't have an <laughs> opinion on it you missed that, that 10 minutes I actually left during an action scene because i knew i wouldn't miss anything during transformers action scenes all right move along we got a lot of show to get <laughs> am, am i wrong part, the I gonna miss out on let's get through these last couple yeah all right soundtrack that people bought for one song but the rest are meh well i wouldn't even say meh but they bought it for the one song and didn't really care what else was on the right album. You are not going to recognize this song for four seconds. In fact, I cut off about 20 seconds off the beginning. Is this the Bad Boys album again? Get ready. I know you love that one. You won't know it for about four seconds, and then you're going to know it by heart. I'm waiting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Land before time.
0: (laughs) One shot. Hmm. Opportunity if we hold that on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is.
1: It oh man,
0: mom spaghetti! Mom spaghetti! Mom <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti! There it is. I got this mom spaghetti. Oh man, so it's eight mile. Jake, have you seen this movie? Uh I've seen like I, I ended up watching the end of it for some reason, but
1: that's it. Okay. Did you see this movie, Joe? I haven't seen this movie, but I like that song. And I don't like Eminem that much.
0: I right. think he's Well oh, everyone jerk. likes the song. It's so it's a good song. But it is it's 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 inspiring. Like you hear this, you're like, Yeah. And it's really funny that like this Take my moment. <laughs> right, when this movie came out, everyone's like, Marshall Mathers is actually a very good actor. Did he go into any movie Did after anyone this? really call him Marshall Mathers when they said it? No. Okay. Or does he have a real name, or is it really Marshall Mathers? I think it is Marshall. Mathers. It is Marshall Mathers. Is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Or is that just another I'm fake name? it up. No, it's Marshall Mathers, and that's where Eminem came from because originally it's supposed to be oh, Eminem, M and M, and then it just then that evolved into M and
1: M Marshall Bruce Mathers III. M- M- yeah. M- the third. That's really what it is. Esquire. The third. Born October seventeenth, nineteen seventy-two, in
0: Saint Joseph, Missouri. Can you do it the Godfather voice? <laughs> no, you need the music I, in the background. To make that I like. Work. <laughs> I like how Jake was the one to give us the uh, brief history on Marshall Mathers. Well, That's yeah, the and his name. But no, I agree. Great song. But you know, there is the fifty. What else is on that soundtrack? Fifty Cent is on the soundtrack. I think there's also Fiddy, Fiddy, 50, fifty Cent. And there, are, there is some of the freestyle raps in the movies. But honestly, it's they're not good. I listen to them today, and maybe it's because I'm not a fan of rap. But people bought this for that one song. But
1: it doesn't matter if you like rap or not. That song, like, that
0: song is. It's yeah. Great. And mom's spaghetti is always delicious.
1: <laughs> so it someone's on your sweater because you vomited it already, <laughs> I went maybe a little more traditional, uh, a little, little more uh, calm. Makes sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Oh, you know it, Jacob. You <laughs> know, know it. it. Okay, this is I've Had the Time of My Life
0: yes,
1: from Dirty Dancing by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens, which, by the way,
0: it's I, not people? Bryson
1: or Luther I, Vandross? No, but I heard those names and I'm like, I don't know who those people are. Do you know who they are? Mm-mm. Bill Medley is one half of the Righteous Brothers. Oh. I had no idea. And Jennifer met uh, oh, not Jennifer Medley, Jennifer Warns. she sang, um, oh shoot, what's that one from Officer and Gentleman? Up Where We Belong with Joe Cocker. And she's also the singer in the theme song for Growing Pains. Really? So yes. You don't, yes. You don't like course the rest of the songs. I love this woman. Um <laughs> Because <laughs> <of children and, laughs> No, but this, this uh, I actually, I had a girlfriend who's obsessed with this movie and oh, the soundtrack. Listens. And so, yeah. <laughs> checks her out, right? <laughs> but <laughs> this song is great. Fantastic. But I also did like some other songs. Like they had Stay by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. She's Like the Wind by Patrick Swayze singing on Yeah, the how word. could
0: you say this is the only one? Yeah, that's right. No, but she's no, like no it's not the only on one. Album. The
1: whole point was they bought it for the one song because they bought it for the one song. But
0: there are other good they songs on said the rest there. are meh.
1: No, that's what he said. Remember, and I corrected that was, him. Um, that's the name of the category. It's the name. No, on the thing it says soundtrack that people bought for one song,
0: but the rest are mad. Must have been added after, but and the I rest are mad. Hmm. Someone didn't follow instructions. Uh, <laughs> it was Kent because he chose a TV show. Uh, but <laughs> I have another one. But my favorite, my favorite, <laughs> uh, aside from
1: I've had the time of my life, was actually uh, <laughs> this show is long. You don't, <laughs> you don't Thanks, own Jake. me by the Blow Monkeys. With what? You don't own oh, me. Yeah. That was a great one. But uh, this, I, I just think it's a fantastic soundtrack overall. But I think people bought it because of that one song and they won iconic moment, even though the movie is a horrid piece of trash. Dude. We got that out there at least. Yep. Not a fan of the movie. Soundtrack's good. Maybe that's why I chose this one, Jacob.
0: Maybe. What is the soundtrack or score that you want to listen to when you're trying to write your novel?
1: When I'm, my, when I'm writing my novel, mm-hmm. I want to be in the zone. And that's what? why I chose this. Probably you might not know this one. Uh, time of my life. Let it wash over you, like a bunch of star waves. They're stellar, probably close. Really, this is uh, Star Quest
0: from Oblivion. Oblivion, yes, okay. the new
1: Tom Cruise movie, and it was composed by the electronic band M83.
0: Is it M83 or M83? I don't know. I actually. Would, I use M83 was it? Or is it, or is it Mate 3? I would say M83. Let's say Mate 3. M83. Let's not say that.
1: <laughs> but, uh, mate 3. The movie, I, I, I like this movie. I thought it was good. But the soundtrack, I remember I was like, I'm really liking this soundtrack. And then when I found out it was it's M83, I, I went and looked it up and, and I was I, listening to I, it.
0: I don't even know what you're talking about when you say M83. 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 Oh, Mate 3. <laughs> oh, okay. Mater. Mater. <laughs> it's Mater 3. Mater 3.
1: Why are we talking about that? Cars 3. <laughs> Uh, but uh, they worked with it's the same director that did Tron Legacy and he worked with Daft Punk and it went really well there Jozo so, Kaczynski yes and so he wanted to do this kind of the same electronic John feel Kaczynski? with this one but this one Theor has Kaczynski. an ethereal dreamlike feel almost through the entire soundtrack that you really can kind of just relax and it helps you be able to write and I think it helps prevent writer's block honestly hmm. so if you haven't seen the movie that's fine you can still listen and enjoy the soundtrack to Oblivion by ME3
0: speaking Four. of Star Waves. I chose Interstellar. This he is chose, I wanna, no well, surprise. I, I
1: want to point out that he's picked Interception, in, Inception and Interstellar on the show. Which Nolan show have you not picked a score for yet?
0: The Dark Knight Rises we'll get and The Dark Knight. So that's part three. Yes, actually, I've been saving them. <laughs> I have other categories I want to put them in. This one for me, I actually listened to quite a bit. Because as you can hear from the, the song... It kind of just it, it builds on itself, and for me, it's like I need something a little bit inspiring, mostly quiet that can fade into the background. But it, when it builds at times, I mean, that will really kind of make me feel like I don't know. Like takes you to the fifth dimension. It takes me to the fifth dimension. It, like, let's say there's like this big action scene or something like that. It's like some moments in this movie they're so big and purposely loud. Yeah, that's well, what it's waves, interesting about this movie. the big, waves movie. Planet. The I big you know, re, a lot of people had a problem with this soundtrack or the score playing over some dialogue in the movie but that was purposeful by Hans Zimmer like it was like sure it was how was it not like the guy even mixes his own music and might have been drunk that day on the keyboard (laughs) he might have been drunk and he just turned it up too high hey louder (laughs) but the thing was actually at times the music was more important than what was being said because it was just like any soundtrack and score music it displays the emotion Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about this and yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, this is a close second to inception. It's actually inception a darn good soundtrack. Is a little more solid mm-hmm. all the way through I'm, this. I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna bash on anything made by Hans Zimmer probably because I just really think he's got some So so good. Some Wagner esque power to him.
0: Next category is the soundtrack. No, no, actually the best hipster composer score soundtrack hipster so this is our hipster pick yeah hipster pick so it can be a hipster soundtrack hipster score hipster composer so it was basically basically any of the ones eight out of ten that you've already said yes yeah because i don't think so <laughs> like you can't say james horner you can't say hans zimmer even danny elfman is are, or are we just nerds are or we it, just nerds you're just nerds yeah all, all right, right a little bit nerds all right so my pick uh, of course i went no so i didn't say we there i just said you yeah, yeah i'm fine with that i'll own you. that <clears throat> I went for a vocal song, which is the only vocal song. Actually, there's two. Sorry. But it's the most well-known track from this album, which probably no one really owns because the movie is really freaking weird. But everyone knows this song. Mad World. Automatically, you knew it, right? Mm -hmm. I know a guy who hated this because it wasn't true to the
1: original version by Tears for Fears, but it's better. I like them both.
0: Yeah, I like them both too, but this is... It's so beautiful. This is much more melancholy. This is Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko. Yeah. And so I went with the Donnie Darko soundtrack. That's your hipster choice. It is. Donnie Darko is one of those weird movies that I think came and went. But for me, I kind of hold a special place for it because, like well, it. it was the... You do like it? I don't like it. I knew it. it. It was the introduction of Jake Gyllenhaal. Harvey was too dark for him, too. Was well, har- They didn't call him Harvey. Billy? What's the, what's the rabbit's name? Frank. Thing? Frank. That's it. Yeah. I'm just talking about the older Harvey, movie. The Harvey. Jimmy Stewart one. Yeah. Oh. Jimmy yeah, Stewart. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but this one was composed. That's Gary Jewell sang that song, but it was composed by Michael Andrews. And he went for a lot of uh, ambient noise. He actually said, the film was pretty low budget, so my portion of the money was pretty thin. Like, basically, they're like, the director, he just said... Uh, Richard Kelly said do whatever you can do it's so just-, just
1: played a piano in the f- in a field or yeah something.
0: he says it's just you I can't really give you much money so he said I couldn't hire anyone it was just me I played everything he's like the piano the Mellotron the Marimba xylophone organ everything and so it was just him wasn't Mellotron the bad guy on Transformers <laughs> it was the Transformers 6 ah. which is out this weekend mm-hmm. but it's a very cool good soundtrack it is last weekend really strange it, yeah Yes, last week Magic of Podcast. <laughs> no, that was five. Six is now out this weekend. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. They're, they're cranking those out. Yeah, outs. they really are. They love that China money. Might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Uh. All right. My hipster pick is actually a compilation album, so Kent's not going to like it, but here it is.
0: I hate it because it's Blink. How is this a hipster nope. pick? It's Green Day. Oh, same thing. Uh, this same
1: thing, right? Angus by Green Day. Oh, Angus, oh uh, yeah, Angus is the movie. This is J A R. Jason Andrew Relva, and it, the, it's a compilation of album for a movie called Angus, which is a 1995. So you're saying it's a history movie? movie? I want to read this. It's a 1995 American British German French comedy. Yeah, it is a mess, and this is it's just high school movie. description I mess. hated this movie. I it's hated awful. it. But the soundtrack it includes uh, Weezer. It's got. Um, Obviously, Green Day, it's got Goo Goo Dolls, it's got uh, Love Spit Love, and uh, Dancehall Crashers. And I loved almost every song on this album. Like, this was, like, iconic 90s music, even if the movie was bleh, like, really terrible. But a uh, funny story about this one, Weezer actually offered a song for this called Wanda, You're My Only Love. And they didn't like it because they felt it was a little, you know too on the nose for what the movie was. So they rejected it and they chose another song. You gave your love to me softly, which I really like. It's a good song, but apparently that hurt, uh, Re- uh Rivers Cuomo's feelings pretty bad. And he wrote about it a lot and then talked about it. And when he released it on like a B side album later on down the road, that guy's so sensitive. Hurt he is his sensitive. feelings a lot. Yeah. But some of my favorite tracks include Jake, Jack Names yeah. the Planets and Kung Fu and Enough and Ain't That Unusual and Am I Wrong. I love all those songs. And I like the soundtrack a lot. Not a lot of people know about it because the movie was terrible and no one should know about it. But look up the look up the soundtrack. I think you'll be taken back to the 90s.
0: Next category is the best soundtrack by one band or artist. All right. So Joel's going to say Armageddon. I'm just getting to a string here. And We're, then, then wait. Ken's oh, yeah. going to say, yeah. Oh, 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 oh souffle stevens or whatever yeah it's actually souffle stevens yeah it's <laughs> oh, stevens. that's it. it's the joy of Co- it's julia and julia and by souffle stevens oh,
1: God. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> just bug both of us um <laughs> this is another one i'm just getting a string ones that ken's not gonna like but i chose this one I need like i wouldn't like help. the beatles you don't like the beatles because they're too mainstream you know I need what everyone loves oh, thanks the beatles. for speaking for me though do you like the beatles i like them i'm sure you do i do like them Anyway, so the movie Help. If you didn't know... It was a reserve. There's a movie I called like help. help. Yeah, I heard it too. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> Hard Day's Night was their first musical movie that they had an album for and a movie for, but Help, I feel, has the better songs than Hard Day's Night, and I also like the movie more. We used a better to, movie. We used to watch this movie all the time, and if you haven't watched the movie about this, it's about a cult that sacrifices people that wear a special ring and Ringo somehow gets the ring on his finger and then they're chasing after him and trying to sacrifice him. And it's done very in kind of a Mark's brothers, like spy spoof kind of movie. But I mean, we think of iconic Beatles songs. Here's just some of the songs from help, uh, obviously help ticket to ride yesterday. You've got to hide your love away. You're going to lose that girl. Ag naturally. It's only love and dizzy, miss Lizzie. Like this really is just a great album by itself. And when you realize it's also the soundtrack to this movie, it makes it even more iconic. And so I feel like there, there was a couple other options out there. I was like, well, maybe this one, maybe this one. But this one felt so pure as to like, this is all by one band and one artist. There's no other composer here. There's no other
0: writer here. It's the band.
1: And that's why I chose Help.
0: All right. Of course, I went with Hipster because you know me. But it's from one of my... This is going to sound weird, but probably a movie that's in my top 30 movies of all time, which I know that sounds super strange, but I do rank these Dang movies it. that way. I totally guessed wrong. I thought you were going to pick something else. What'd you think? I thought you were going to pick uh, Purple Rain. Oh, no. Purple Rain. You pick Purple Rain?
1: Purple. It's by Prince. Everything's by
0: Prince. Mine is from... The artist is Amy Mann.
1: The soundtrack
0: know. is Magnolia. Oh, Came out in 2000. He is going full hipster. It is. It's what I do. Magnolia. Have you seen Magnolia? Tom Cruise? Yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise Tom plays Cruise. a very Frogs. supporting role. Frogs are in it. I don't actually want to ruin too much, but it's one of those ensemble dramas where everything kind of crosses. It's like crash. Say ensemble dramas 20 times fast. Ensemble drama. Ensemble, nope, can't do it. It's like crash, but biblical. Okay. And, and good. That so funny. multiple storylines with plagues and motivational speakers. Yes. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is in there as a nurse. No, but so Amy Mann did this one. It starts off with her version of one is the loneliest number and just carries off from there. In fact, she did the entire soundtrack? She did. And there's there's two other songs that they stole or just borrowed just because they fit in the movie. But it's all Amy Mann. In fact, Paul Thomas Anderson said he made this movie based on Amy Mann's music. Hmm. And you can tell when you're watching. It's very strange. Should I watch that one? Very moody. I really, I think you should. It, It does get weird at the end and kind of loses it. But it's great. In fact, I know you love musical numbers when they don't really fit in a movie. And there's one point in this movie where the characters sing her song called Wise Up. And it kind of rotates through the characters and they're singing her song. It doesn't fit, but it's kind of a beautiful moment. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm more interested in the soundtrack than the... It's very good. Very, very good. Amy Mann is very somber as an artist and definitely hipster, but great as well. What's the soundtrack you used to love, but don't anymore? Now it, it's bad boys. Yes. <laughs> now I, it's purple rain. I used to love buying purple uh, rain. Purple rain. Purple rain. rain. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love buying like in the nineties uh, soundtracks for really dumb comedies. Dumb and dumber. And so that I, was that was a good hey, soundtrack. yeah,
1: Peter Pumpkinhead.
0: Mm-hmm. And. Buddy made yeah, yeah. too many <laughs> enemies. Was that Pearl Jam? Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the kind guy of. from Crash Test Dummies. So let me let me see if you can guess this one. You might recognize this song as performed by Jefferson Airplane. In that's Jim. Oh my gosh! This, this is the Cable Guy. This the is the Cable the Guy. <laughs>
1: <neighborhood>, <laughs> I used to like this soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I owned this one. Yeah, so we're gonna—it's gonna build yeah. into the song. It's my but this soundtrack has half actual, actual music and then half uh, Jim Carrey monologues. Really? What? It's because you know how soundtracks used to like the comedy bits. Because you love Jim Carrey monologues so much. I'm just confused because I thought you never liked Jim Carrey. I used to a lot. Yeah. In fact, I actually have some sort of appreciation for, for Cable Guy. I don't know oh, why. Out of all his movies? Out of all of his movies? Well, no, no, least no. It, like, if we're talking Truman Show versus Cable Guy, like that's no contest. Even of his comedies, like table, Cable Guy's like right down there with me, myself, and Irene. No, I disagree. There, there's a little bit more to it. Ben Stiller directed this one. I haven't watched it for 20 years, and there's probably a good reason for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I own this soundtrack, and like Somebody to Love, I thought was a really cool song. It is. And then it also has the primitive radio gods going. I've been downhearted, baby. I've love, been down, been downhearted, baby. No, I love standing outside of Broken Folk. Yeah, that's that's, that's the hand. one. I love that song. And I used to listen to this all the time. That's on the soundtrack? It is. Crap. But guess we what? We should do a whole show on these songs. Yeah. Really? Maybe a tournament. Yeah. I, uh, actually, it has uh, okay. Silver nice. Chair, Cracker, Filter, and Toadies. Cracker? Load? Uh, low? Yeah, Low. Mm. And I, wouldn't, I would probably never listen to this again. What Toadies song? Uh, unattractive. Nice. It's actually not a bad song. No, it sounds like a pretty good album. But it's half Jim Carrey monologues, and nobody needs that. It's like an Adam Sandler album. It it feels that, that way.
1: For mine that I used to love and I don't really anymore. It's Someone not this song. I will repeat. Love. It is not the song. It is
0: the album. He hates this song now. Well, it's not this song, but can't, you know what? I recognize it, but naming it is a totally different game. Like
1: it's Batman. It's Batman and Robin. Oh, because I love. No, hold on. We talked about how good this was. No, we talked about how much we loved the end is the beginning is the end, and okay, the beginning is the, right. end is the beginning. You're right. The two songs by Smashing Pumpkins that bookend this album, yeah, great. But then in the middle, you get R. Kelly, Arcana, you get Foolish Games by Jewel, uh, Goo Goo Dolls, REM, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and Smashing and Smashing Pumpkins. But what's wrong with all those? It's just it's not a good. Album like I bought it for the begin the end is the beginning is the end which is the faster one mm-hmm. and I love that one and even this like it's supposed to be a theme for Batman but it doesn't feel like it's like a cheap knockoff of Braveheart it does feel like um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah or of yes. Danny Elfman's theme yeah. <laughs> brought that back around forty five minutes later <laughs> <laughs> but I just like I remember like a bunch of these went top hits like obviously Foolish Games is really big and then you're like that's from Batman and Robin. And then uh, R. Kelly's Gotham City also reached uh, charts. But this, uh, yeah, it's not a good album. I used to like it a lot more. I still like those songs, but I kind of replaced them with Watchmen in my head. So it makes them, you know,
0: easier. Best electronic score soundtrack. Joel, do you want to play this one or should I play this one? Let's play it at the same time. Ready? Three, two, go. Got to have this at some point. What? What are you doing? No? What is this? Ken, you don't know this? Okay, so stop yours. Okay, hold on. Pause. I think I chose the better portion.
1: Of oh, the come score. on.
0: Come on, this is way more iconic and makes you think about the This movie. is the only single from that album. They had singles on the album? Yeah. You guys are such nerds. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> Joel, I know I know it's a great album, and I know we chose the same thing. Oh, yeah, so this is obviously
1: American Telefile Goes West. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, This is... Uh, Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy. There's no other... Kent, turn yours off. I want to play mine some more. I, I had it at 15 seconds, just so you know. Here we go. Come on, D-Rezed? Yeah, d D-Rez is good. d is great.
0: They had a music video for this and everything. That's okay. You don't like it. I like mine better. Oh. <laughs> of <laughs> you, course I do. You, Of course you
1: do. <laughs> well, as soon as we said that we were going to do... Uh, I can turn mine off if you want now, Kent. You're good. Okay. We'll keep talking then. But as soon as we said electronic, I think both Kent and I kind of went, well, it's got to be Tron Legacy. Yeah. Because this whole soundtrack, Mm -hmm. beginning to end, is great. I mean, they have the fast, pumpy ones like this one, like Derez, and then they have the beautiful ones like, what was yours called? The Grid. The Grid. Oh, man. Good stuff. So good. Like, even though the movie, beautiful. I love the look of the movie. Not a great movie. Isn't it a bummer that wasn't better just to match this soundtrack? Yes, because the soundtrack and the look are fantastic. Uh, This is obviously composed by Daft Punk. And with has, an 85 piece orchestra Yeah And 30 tracks on the album This yeah. is this is a bulky A bulky soundtrack But it's great From start to finish Like you can just put this on And just go with it And act like you're You know
0: Riding light bikes Or throwing light discs Or light stuff. Or pump fists in the air Like you are right now I'm dancing over here <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Little fist pumps No but I like Daft Punk was very humble and they said, look, there's no way we're going to get away with this with just two, synthi- two synthesizers and a drum machine. We need more. So they brought in the orchestra to kind of make it take
0: hold, and it worked perfectly. You mean two guys who hide behind robot masks are humble? Yeah. Don't want to be seen? Yeah. Makes sense. They're like Sia. <laughs> They're like the Sia of France. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Sia.
1: So, yeah, it's we not- both agree. We agreed on one. <laughs> Tron Legacy. Listen well, to it.
0: you almost agreed. Well, we we did the same soundtrack while agreeing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could have picked almost any song on there, but I felt T-Rez was the most iconic.
0: All right, fellas. Great. Two more. This is the one that gets you into the zone while working. I just want to say right now, I cheated. I completely cheated again. TV. Please don't be mad. It's a TV one.
1: Oh, come on.
0: uh, I know this. You know this. Sherlock. Just listen. I know this. What is this? Oh, gosh, I know this really well. What is this? Oh, my gosh, what is this? I can, like, picture stuff right now. I just want to let it keep playing, because I I love this. What is this? Now, it's not the most modern. Oh, I know. Pretty Little Liars. (laughs) You know
1: Pretty Little Liars? (laughs) He loves it. what do I, I I know this. Like, I've listened. I've pulled up
0: this track specifically. Can you give me a hint? Yeah. Yeah. But if I give you a hint. It's over. I'll just say this. Give me a hard hint. Fish, Fingers, and Custard. Oh, it's Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who season five. That's what also, it is. That's not a this one is is. This is of, I, Am, I Am the Doctor. I Am the Doctor by Murray Gold. Yes. This one also isn't cheating because it was on Day of the Doctor, which was a theatrical release. It was the in theatrical 2014. And so. You and your loopholes, you sneaky I devil. found a loophole. <laughs> it was uh, released. In the, okay, that's a movie. Murray Gold, he, he did a few themes early with... Um, like the reboot of Doctor Who or the revival, but it was really when Matt Smith took over that he started doing like big epic themes and actually became great. Like if you're ever at work mm-hmm. and you're bored, just pull up like Doctor Who season five soundtrack. It's or a good whatever. soundtrack. It's in the season five well, premiere it, too. Whenever yes. that
1: music kicks in, because I was I when as soon as you started playing, I was like, it's like building up to something. Yes. Like when it's like something really cool is about to happen, that music will kick in, and I. I immediately was thinking that when play, but I couldn't think of where it came from.
0: And so this one really gets me into the zone while working. Like, it, it kind of, much like writing a novel, it, it inspires me to just go big. Like, yeah. when those big musical notes, I'm like, done. Dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. Man, I gotta listen to that now. Yeah. Okay, and mine for In the Zone is... Mm-hmm.
0: Indiana?
1: No. no, it's Alan Silvestri. Oh yeah, yeah, I
0: know, I know. Back to the Future. Back to the Future uh. is
1: correct. This is the main theme from Back to the Future, and this is a great song to work to because it it, 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 it sounds stupid, but it's true. It makes me feel like I'm like racing the clock, like I gotta finish this. I gotta get, you know, it's oh, a whole right, time right. thing like that, but the score by Alan Silvestri is brilliant, and they did release a later version where they had just the score, but the original soundtrack... Has the score, and then it also has uh, like The Power of Love by and Back in Time by Hugh Lewis and the News, uh, Earth Angel, well, and uh, Johnny Be Good. Like all those songs you love and know in the movie. Very good.
0: Good choice. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Power of Love became Hugh Lewis and the News' first band, the, the first song to hit number one on the Billboard Top 100. And it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, but lost to Lana Ritchie's Say You, Say, say me. me. But I think they should have won.
0: What's that from? S- so I can cocoon. look it up. Yeah, <laughs> C- cocoon,
1: cocoon, cocoon, guys. C- cocoon, C- cocoon. <laughs> uh, for the film White Nights.
0: Okay, obviously it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of this. Probably movie. is. What actually. is this movie? <laughs> but it's a great song. Shot in the Finland. Portugal. If it was Black Knights, it wouldn't be racist. Though. <laughs> That's a Martin Lawrence movie. Mm. It's got. A, it's a dancing movie.
1: I have no idea. Oh, it's a ballet dancing Russia movie. Okay. So are we on to our final category? All
0: right. So. Jake can't wait. Are you ready? (laughs) He's been yawning so much. The clock's working against me here. (laughs) Like back in time? The final category is. What is it? What is it? What is it? Your guilty pleasure soundtrack. It can't really be a score, though. How do you have a guilty pleasure score? It has to be a soundtrack. You can have a soundtrack or a score. All right. I bet this is a soundtrack, though. Guilty pleasure soundtrack. Oh, it is me first.
1: Well, I'm not ashamed of a lot of things that I like. Like actually, when Kent we were talking about this, he's like, "I can't wait to hear Josie and the Pussycats," and I was like, "Dang it!" Yeah, because you—oh, I forgot about that. You one. Unabashedly love Josie and the Pussycats. I think it's a really entertaining and funny movie, and it has good songs, even though they're not—they're not really singing. No high school musical. Uh, my guilty pleasure. It really shouldn't be a surprise if you know me, but uh, I don't know. There's something weird about liking this, but here you go. I saw my-
0: Crying hard as they could cry. I think because you live in Utah and you were do? a kid in the '80s, this should—I mean, it's a guilty pleasure, but yeah, it's not because everyone feels this way.
1: Oh yes, but is it a guilty pleasure? The fact that I can sing along with this song, the Fire Gang—that uh, almost, almost yes. any—I I, can—I can do entire scenes. With every character, like, recite them from heart because I love this soundtrack and I love Huffy this score. So, David Bowie did do most of the songs on here, including uh, Magic Dance, Chili Down, As the World Falls Down, Within You. Uh, also, Trevor Jones put some score music into it, too. By the oh, way, Chili Down, guess guess who sings Chili Down? No idea. Kevin Clash and Donnie, and Danny John Jewels, also known as Elmo, the voice of Elmo, hmm. and Cat from Red Dwarf like those oh, the, the fire game weird that's them those guys are doing the, some those of the weird. voices
0: uh and actually David this isn't Bowie, guilty enough i want something more shameful
1: I, i'm not ashamed of a lot of things but when i go around singing magic dance to people mm-hmm. and it's, then like
0: it's when you wear those pants. you remind me of the babe those these pants, pants that when you're don't do that don't i have do that my gesture. dance belt on kent it's when you're going commando watch me float <laughs> this crystal around is that what he calls it
1: <laughs> um but David Bowie's approached uh, to do this soundtrack, and he actually wanted to do a children's soundtrack. That was kind of one of the goals he wanted to do. And he saw a movie of The Dark Crystal and decided, yes, I would like to do a, a movie similar to that.
0: I'm glad he did, because look what happened. It's
1: amazing. Labyrinth. Labyrinth.
0: All right. You ready for mine? Let's hear it. I had a certain song chosen, and then I listened to our last it's, Garden, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Joel <laughs> guilty pleasure Ooh, I secretly love this so I had to choose a different track because man I love this one song but I actually closed off our soundtrack and feels part one with this song so I went with a different one but from the same soundtrack Shrek 2? Seriously Shrek two. Wait 2 you close up the show with this? I actually closed it with Holding Up for a Hero and I was gonna play that again. But I thought it was
1: from Footloose.
0: It was, but I still chose the Bonnie Tyler song to play. Huh. And I wish I could I would love to do it again. I'll play Holding Up for a Hero right now because So I, you pick you picked Shrek 2 twice? No, I chose Footloose before. Okay, okay. with Just Holding Up sure. for a Hero. Okay. And Jennifer Saunders sings it in the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Yes. The whole soundtrack well the whole soundtrack, half the soundtrack is really good. And I I bought this one for a girlfriend at the time. Shrek 2. Why would I buy a Shrek 2 soundtrack? That is funny. But you know what? See, that, Joel, is a guilty pleasure. Hey, we all have different goals. But it's pretty good. Like, Counting Crows, it's like a fun song. It is. The thing is, I'm not ashamed of anything, Jacob. Kent is. Yeah. Shrek 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, the, uh, holding out for a hero version in the movie is pretty epic as well. It is epic. I mean, that's just an epic song. Yeah. That's a great song. So, it is. Shrek 2 is my guilty pleasure. And I like DreamWorks <laughs> more funny. than Pixar i wanted to because yeah. it was we had a behind the scenes conversation <laughs> oh, oh, all right so there you go there you go wow all right well listener if you have any other uh, suggestions for categories or things if you want to see another <laughs> tier two show part three <laughs> send us your category <laughs> suggestions Ouch. and i guarantee you these guys will want to do
1: it All right. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can also find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page.
0: If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to see my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Hope you all have enjoyed all the music. This takes a lot of work to edit this, and it is pretty fun to listen to, I think, with all the music. And all the singing, especially. also find bacon sale on twitter at bacon sale
1: exactly you know sometimes it may feel like we're asking a lot of you the listener i mean we ask you to rate us and review us on itunes or follow us on social media or buy our merchandise but the truth is the only thing we want to do is only want to see you listening to our podcast yeah bacon sale bacon sale everybody sing along with me guys Bacon <laughs> sale, bacon <laughs> sale. I can't hear you, Ken. Sing along at home. Sing along if you're in the car. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Bacon, bacon sale,
1: bacon sale. sale. I like that. That was good. That was good. Here we go. It's not expected, we hope you liked either. this episode about soundtracks and scores. So. I, did that. I did that while watching <laughs> Power
0: Rangers. You
1: good? The devil! See, it's just so dang gifable. I don't know, but I'm very jealous of that. I want to beat someone up. Who does gimmies on the show? You do exactly. You got to <laughs> go with your hipster pick. <laughs> All right. I, I'm mainstream. You're
0: you're hipster. Right. We both like my mind. Ooh. Hey, my father, the hero, is one of the most greatest movies ever. It's the best dare campaign ever.
1: <laughs> it's Guardians too. <laughs> I-, I thought it was kind of a knockoff Braveheart. Dim- Do you know what The Patriot is? It's a cheap knockoff of Braveheart. Do Album- you know what
0: Forrest
1: Yeah, what? Cheap knockoff of Braveheart? Inside jokes on bacon sale, do-da, do-da. one I hate Checking people out.
0: or not checking people out. <laughs> 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 yeah, you were. <podad> you were. You totally were. You were single kicking, at BYU. Kicking people out. Uh-huh. <comedy> <arcade> <hões> you were checking people out while the movie was <laughs> on. So. That was the music. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Why are you checking me out? Why'd you just stamp my back?" (laughs) Explore this, Jacob. All right. Ooh, especially a thing I do before bed. That's
1: how I feel, Jacob. And every time I start kind of imagining in my head what's happening, I start to get a little watery eyed, and I hate it because I may actually cry. (laughs) Your eyes are watered. Shut up.
0: I've had lots of surgery to make this not a problem, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. I think it looks splendid. Thank you. Thank you. You
1: can't even tell. I'm beautiful yet heartbreakingly sad. Wow, this is wildly inappropriate,
0: this part Like, what do you mean? Cocoon Cocoon And of course, of course Cocoon, guys Cocoon (laughs) Cocoon Wasn't it nice being kids when you didn't really know what swear words were? I'm gonna be Robin Hood Why did you kill him? I'm the one that kills people, Jake I am It's you now Read my funny words
1: <laughs> Put my hipster glasses on now. Can, you, can I borrow your hipster glasses? Yeah, here you go. Thank you. And your Bray? I liked Hooked on a Feeling before any of this happened. Like this group. Late there. I
0: always get to go to regional. <laughs> I had to go there. No, you didn't. I did go there though. You, didn't you did. have to. <laughs> I feel like this created Mumford and Sons, and for that, it should be punished and burned. <laughs> if they created Mumford and Sons, God bless them. Guys. I don't hate Mumford and Sons. They love that China money. And so...
1: You and your loopholes, you sneaky I, devil. I, I love this woman. I I usually cry after we've done recording. <laughs> you did a terrible job, Joel. Shut it off. Terrible. Shut, it off. Shut off the mic. I'll Where's my Kim's. cry pillow?